Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome into the show. Our guest today is actor Anthony Alabi. He is part of the Netflix comedy series Family Reunion, which is now streaming. And part three just released on Monday, April 5th. This was a fun conversation. Anthony was so fantastic. He is super dynamic. He actually stars in this show opposite of Tia Mowry, and it's just a fun, family-oriented show. He's a former NFL football player who is a turned actor, and uh, he just had so many great stories to tell. We talk about him getting his start in his career and giving up the NFL and moving into a career. Well, he really didn't give it up. He traded one career for another. And we talk about all the challenges that come along with being an actor and really how both worlds are similar but different. He's been on a million other shows as well. Blackish, Modern Family, NCIS, The Mick, Bosch, Insecure, and many others. I think you're going to enjoy this interview as much as I did. In fact, I know you will. Please welcome into the show. Anthony Alabi. Idly hey. Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Prepare to be astonished with Brett Allen. Dude, we are so gonna party. A pop culture podcast. <gasps> oh! At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Great Odin's Raven. Join in weekly as Brett interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, sports, music, and much more. Plus, you never know who will stop by. The mystic portal awaits. Now here is your host, Brett Allen. Anthony Alabi, welcome into the podcast. It's good to have you, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yes. Well, we were just chatting before we started rolling tape how I made a huge faux pas and uh, spilled coffee all over the carpet in my studio. (laughs) It smells like Starbucks now. So I'm doing my best to ignore the uh, caramel macchiato uh, flavor of things Oof. happening so well it could be worse right could it could be, be yes <laughs> we have more important things to talk about let's talk about this part three of the netflix comedy series family reunion which mm. drops today so yeah. this episode will air probably tomorrow with the next day at the very latest you're on the show which is fantastic you star Thank opposite you. of tira mallory and uh one of the cool things that i want to highlight about this this is great, but it feels like it shouldn't be so uncommon. But you actually host an entire all black writers room. Yeah, I mean, the show is, you know, I, I'm, fans know this, but for those of you who don't, uh, you know, Family Reunion is about it's a it's a family sitcom multicam that follows the McKellens from Seattle and their journey to go back to my hometown, which is Columbus, Georgia. I was in the NFL for 15 years. And decided to retire after we went to on a trip uh, to a family reunion down south. 
And, you know, my wife, Tiamari, um, we saw how happy the kids were, how grounded they were. So we decided that I'd retire and we'd move down there. So all the comedy kind of comes from, you know, these different generations living under one roof, you know, Coco and I uh, being more conservative and, and just kind of, I'm sorry, being more liberal and just kind of loose with our kids and having fun. And then my, my parents being more conservative. So I think the, the funny comes from that, that the clashing underneath one roof. And, and uh, that's, that's pretty much what I'd, I'd say all the season one was about. Season two is a whole new bag of, of, of fun stuff. Yeah. And the thing that I like about Netflix is that it does it doesn't really do seasons like we would understand it, but it's like right. part one, part two, part three. Right. So we're in part three, which is technically season two, season I two. guess. Yeah. <laughs> However <laughs> you want to. <laughs> yeah. Netflix is like, we're not going to do this the way people expect us to do it. Yeah. We're going to just throw a wrench in it. But I feel like I've I've said this so many different times with so many different actors like yourself who are a part of these Netflix projects, they, they really seem to have struck gold when it comes to the multi-camera sitcom, right? Like, it's just like yeah, something I, I they've think, really nailed. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're saying it exactly right. I think that they found kind of a gap um, in television. I, I know that for the past few years, probably like, I don't know, anywhere from five to eight years ago, it's like there wasn't a lot of multicam sitcoms, you no. know, that were like family friendly and just able to, like it was back in the 90s. Remember TGIF, like in the 90s where you had like Family Matters and you had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and all that stuff. And that really was kind of missing. And I think Netflix really saw that that opening and they took it and they, and they just kind of started making these shows and they've really taken off. And I think they found an audience and I think people really respond to this stuff and, and doing it kind of in the way that the British do, where it's like the the parts as opposed to these traditional seasons. It's really given people a, a different way to kind of digest all of these episodes that, that Netflix uh, puts out. And, and it seems to be working. I mean, yeah, people are responding to it. They love it. We get a bunch of feedback from fans and stuff. So they're really excited about it dropping today. Yeah. It's interesting because I've had, well, in the last two to three weeks, I've had three celebrities, actors on these Netflix shows, mm -hmm. Country Comfort, you know, Mr. Iglesias and now yeah. your show and a couple others coming down. It's interesting. And they have filled this gap very well. And they do it in a way where we get several episodes at once, you know, so we can mm -hmm. binge it and watch it and then just wait. And I think they've really found a niche market for the multi-camera sitcoms were you able to tape with an audience this time around or did you do it with the laugh tracks and just the cast and crew you being know, able to we, respond to your jokes <laughs> yeah i know right uh which is so important uh in the beginning we we started back up in february of 2020 uh so we were able to get out about four episodes worth of live audiences and, and kind of fun and then when the pandemic hit it was around march and we were off we were just off for the longest. You know, normally it takes three or four months to kind of film a season. It, it took us a full year um, just because of all the starting and the stopping um, and all the new protocol that went into place. I mean, we we didn't have a live audience um, for the rest of the season, which was, it was, I mean, we were all heartbroken about it just because that's what you look forward to at least once a week coming in as a crowd, all the energy that they bring, laughing at little things that you didn't even expect them to laugh at. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we really miss. And, 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 and we could see it, you know, you could feel it and you just at the end of a scene or at the end of a joke and nobody's laughing except for, you know, people in the crowd. I mean, people in the, in the crew <laughs> and the director. And you're just like, I hope that's funny. Well, we'll see. <laughs> and so 
I'm so happy that when we finally got a preview of uh, these episodes that that uh, became available today, that it was really, really good. And and I was super excited about the fact that it was, you know, they put in the laugh tracks, it, it gelled well, you know, it, it was polished, it seemed really, really funny, and, and I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Yeah, I watched a couple this morning before our interview, and I Thank think you. it seems very uh, absolutely yes. I would be a bad host if I didn't at least watch a few episodes. <laughs> Never seen your show, man, but thanks for coming. <laughs> Grace would probably jump in the middle of the interview and say, "Okay, let's we need to move on." She it's would, funny man. because it it seems very natural with the laugh tracks and things like that. I mean, other shows have obviously done it. I think The Ranch went back and forth with mm-hmm. live audiences for a while. And then, you know, all the other shows, All About the Washingtons was another one that was really great. Right. Which was really sad that that didn't make the cut. It's funny because Netflix for a long time was just pumping out all of this content and they weren't necessarily concerned about viewership like most Mm -hmm. major networks used to be, right? Like how it was doing in the plus three demos as far as like once it goes out onto the DVR, you know, are people watching it? How much are they watching? Right, right. But this, it's like they can just kind of go full bore, so to speak, and put out things. And it seems to do really well. And it's a fun family show as well. Like I had my six year old around and it's not like I had to worry about, you know, muting things. And we're in that right. stage yeah. where, you know, Hear we have the closed captions on so he can read. So he's reading everything going on. That's and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So on a personal note, you're mm-hmm. a father as well in this you're and a former football player. So this is kind of like art imitating life a little right. bit, right? Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Didn't take a lot of character evaluation to get into Moe's. <laughs> That's funny. And you played for a couple teams, the Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, which I'm mm-hmm. a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, there you and go. Yeah. Go so red. let's talk about your introduction into acting because it's okay. a big career jump to go from professional sports being a dad to television fill us Mm -hmm. in with the gap a little bit for those who might not be aware of how that all started for you particularly yeah I think I think I just have a a knack or an an affinity for impossible careers I I just like it difficult no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I mean acting was always something that I wanted to do um you know, my dad is from Nigeria, so he's a foreigner. My mom is Puerto Rican. And, and so the way that they related to American culture was through television and movies a lot. So that kind of stuff was always kind of playing in our house. And my dad, uh, you know, on, on weekends, he would take us to the movies and we'd spend all day there. I mean, we'd go at 9, 10 in the morning till 9, 10 at night. And, you know, I loved it because as a, as a kid, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old, you're just loving nachos and popcorn and and just yeah. gobbling it all up. Um, but I wanted to be kind of everything I saw on screen. And my dad finally, he explained to me that those are actors. And once he explained what an actor was, it, that was it. You know, I was hooked and that's all I wanted to do. Um, but it's a joke that I tell all the time that I like to say is just that, but when you're 6'6", 360, and you come out of the womb that way, you play football in Texas. So, um, you know, I knew that that was something that I wanted to do because I'm a competitor and I enjoy, you know, sports and I enjoy doing that stuff. But acting was always something that was always itching in the back of my head. And I, and I really, really wanted to get to it. And as soon as I had an opportunity to do that, I took it and, uh, and it's worked out so far. So who knows? Yeah. Well, I think it's worked out quite well for you. How old are your kids and do they 
have any interest in the business at all? Any kind of desire to follow in dad's footsteps? It's funny you say that because my daughter is, is four and my son is two. He'll be three, Okay, so uh, still very young. Coming up soon. Yeah, still very young. Uh, but my daughter is definitely, my wife and I say this all the time, she's definitely an actress. Uh, just because, I, and, I, and I don't wish that on them. I, I, this, is, this industry is tough. It's a tough occupation. There's a lot of rejection. It's a lot of heartbreak. And, and of course, it's all worth it. Uh, for what happens in the end, but she just repeats everything. She can she can recite entire movies by heart, and she plays them out. And she has us role play with her, and she she you know she just knows how to kind of act. And it's it's interesting to see that in a kid. And and me naturally being who I am, I'm just like okay, honey. But this time try that. And I coach her up. I'm like, stop, just don't do that. You're gonna encourage. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that one and see what happens with that. My yeah, son, that could either be really good or, or bad, maybe for you, I right. guess, depending on the circumstance. Exactly. I mean, when she's 16, I'm sure it's not going to be awesome, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it works out. I'll come back and I'll let you know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear how that works out. So when you <laughs> were going through all of this and started to experience some recognizable success, how did your parents feel about it as far as like, you know, giving up the traditional path of, of a job and just kind of going into this weird oddity world of acting and, and how all that can play out for some people? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I decided to leave uh, the NFL, I didn't really tell anyone just because I was, you know, you'd been in this world for so long that you were just kind of afraid of the repercussions. So I didn't even tell my agency. I just kind of came out to San Diego. I had a former teammate that had an apartment there. He just retired. He was back in Arizona. He was like, you take care of it for a month, sell the furniture, we'll call it even. So I stayed there. I would drive back and forth kind of to LA to, to figure out where I wanted to live, what I was going to do, what was going on. So with all that going on, I finally, when I finally got established in Los Angeles, I went home and I, and I sat uh, my dad down. I said, listen, I, um, I'm retiring from football. I'm done with it. Uh, I moved to Los Angeles and uh, I'm an actor now. And <laughs> his, like, and in his Nigerian accent, he goes, Anthony, you you moved to LA. <laughs> and I went, I, I just left the NFL and I'm and I'm an actor now. And you're asking me why I moved. He goes, Yeah, but there's earthquakes. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. What can we talk about the other stuff? And so uh <laughs> you know, it. It, he he took it really well and and he he said, you know, I never I always dreamed of you going to the NFL. I always dreamed of you playing in the NFL and you did that. And now it's time for you to kind of do the thing that you want to do and, and that you're really passionate about. And he was like, you've always been a ham since you were a kid. And so it's no surprise to me that you're an actor. So um, that was really encouraging. And it was, it was great to kind of feel that, um, that kind of support. And so, and it's carried on through today. He loves the fact that I'm on TV. He tells all of his, all of his buddies. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, just the idea being a father and, how your child sees you through the eyes mm -hmm. that they do. I mean, you get it. You have young kids. You know, I mentioned a couple of times, my son is six and just the affinity that they have for you at that age is just amazing. Yeah. So you can imagine how it must be for him to be able to tell friends and family, this is my son. Yeah. He was an NFL player and now he's an actor on television. He's famous. However, he <laughs> describes it. And I'm right. sure, you know, you know, the idea of the financial aspect of it too, maybe not at the start, but when mm -hmm. you can see how much better that could be 
being on TV, sitcom money, as they say, versus, you know, sports money and then just working a normal job. I mean, I imagine that like the confidence comes in later down the road when they can see that you're just happy, right? As an individual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times that's, that's kind of the advice that I give people is, you know, they, they say why, I I mean, and, and let's not, I'm not going to kind of sugarcoat the leaving or the pivoting from the NFL. I mean, I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of, a lot of people that, that were like, listen, we believed in you. You know, we, we helped support you to get to the NFL. And it's like, guys, I didn't, I didn't get to the NFL and then leave. Like I, I stayed for five or six years, you know? Um, but it was one of those things that you, you have people that are like, this is a rare opportunity and it's something that people dream about their entire lives. And you're just kind of giving it up to go do this other thing. That is an impossible thing that are, that people have dreamed about their entire lives. Like, you know, and, and people kind of look at you, like, how do you have the audacity to do that? And it's like, that's kind of what you need in life. You kind of have to have the audacity to go after your dreams, the audacity to kind of say, "Mm, this isn't what I want. And I'm going to pivot and go this way, no matter what anyone says, you know, and and there's an old saying that says, just because you're going your own way, doesn't mean you're going the wrong way. And I think, um, I think I always kind of followed that. And I, and I, and I wanted to, I want people to know that. I think that's something that, that needs to be shared that they need to know when you look for happiness, when you find happiness, the money, the stability, all that stuff comes. You, you first find the thing you're passionate about. And I think when you once you do that and you go a thousand miles an hour in that direction, the other stuff just comes and and, and it'll figure itself out. But you've got to be, it, it has to be a pure reason why you're doing that. And I think when you find that, you're in a good place. Yes, you cannot chase these types of things for the financial aspect of it because no, otherwise- it never works out. It never works out. You will not ever be fulfilled as an individual, mm-hmm. right? And it may not necessarily go the way that you think it's going to go. No. Maybe no, even no. for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's this misconception of working actors who people see from the outside and go, oh, they have this financial stability or they're independently successful or wealthy. Right. It's not always the case, you know. No, no. I mean, <laughs> Even you, if you're you, on you a grind. show for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a grind. And, you know, people, they ask the question, of like, what made you take the role of Moe's in Family Reunion? I'm like, I didn't take anything. I, I, <laughs> I needed <laughs> I was a like, job. I was, yeah, I needed a job. I was, I was, you know, I was guest starring and my career was growing, definitely. I mean, I was guest starring went from co-stars to guest stars to top of show guest stars to recurring characters on shows and and when you're given the opportunity to finally be a series regular to finally have that stability um in your career i mean you do everything you can to take advantage of that opportunity and i think that's what i did is i just i i read the script i found it really funny i i loved the character of Moe's because i found a lot of parallels with it and and i gave it everything i had and luckily netflix believed in me and meg deloge believed in me and and uh worked out so far (laughs) yeah yeah you know you're not the first to have said that it's like you know when you get to that series regular position where you're number one number two number three on the call sheet as they say then that's where you can start like negotiating a little bit kind of making some of the calls as far as how you're going to be cared for as a performer right but like Mm -hmm. when you're like a co-star i mean i've talked to No, you're like hanging out. You're coaster though. Come in, say your line. You're eating lunch with like the extras over in the craft services tent. You know, it's like exactly. It's kind of that limbo, right? You're not an extra, but you're not a big time. Right. You you might have your own chair on set, perhaps, maybe, but you're you're eating cattle call lunch, rice and chicken with everybody else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, yeah. 
but that's kind of what keeps us grounded. It's funny because I've had child actors on who are grown now who have been on shows, series regulars for years. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're doing other things in the meantime to pay the bills, whether it's gaffing right. or PA work or whatever, even camera operator work. One of them is actually a crew member on a show that has been revived. He was, he's been on a few episodes, but oh man, yeah. but he's still crewing, you know, just to keep working on the show. And he had to prove himself even to those people when he was famous on the show back in the nineties and things like that. So right. this goes to show you that this is a tough industry mm-hmm. and uh, you still have to work hard no matter where you're at. You know, eventually when you get to the place that you're at, it's a bit different, right? You know, you're right. not like running cables or, you know, no. <laughs> grabbing coffee for production. <laughs> you're no, you're working, but uh, you've been there. Well, you've mentioned that you've guest starred and co-starred on a lot of different things. I mean, the list goes on and on. But one that stands out, obviously, is Shameless. You had a fun series arc on that show. And I've had so many so cast fun. members. Yeah. Talk about your experience on Shameless, just how fun it was, because you had a very important and meaningful role on yeah, the show, yeah. right? And then, you know, let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, Shameless was something that was, it, it, it's interesting because I remember when I, we were filming when I got that audition uh, to come in. And I think I had auditioned for Shameless before I got the show. I'd been auditioning for Shameless for years and never really kind of just broke into it. Um, it was always for guest stars and top of show guest stars and stuff. And I remember this was probably like sixth time that I was auditioning for Shameless. Um, and we were filming, we were, it was like a rehearsal day. Uh, and I remember my audition was, I can't remember the exact time. I just remember that I was across town filming family reunion. And I was like, I ran right after we wrapped, I ran and got in the car and took off across town to go and, 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 you know, show up to the casting office and audition. I remember I was like 15, 20 minutes late. It was empty. No one, everybody was already done auditioning. And, and I could tell they were a little like, you know what I mean? And so I, I come <laughs> in and, and they go, take, take a couple of minutes, take your time. But it's like the subtext is hurry up. We've been here for a minute. <laughs> so uh, I remember I got ready. I went in there, did it. And, it was awesome because as soon as I started talking, I felt, I felt them kind of shift and light up and they're like, Oh, okay. Um, so when we got it, it was, it was so amazing. I was really pumped because it was a show that I watched for years and I was a big fan of. And, and so then, then the nervousness set in of like, these guys have been together for like a decade, you know? So it's like, I hope, I hope it's not too tough kind of fitting in to this cast because, you know, they've been together for a decade and nothing could have been further from the truth. I mean, I, I went there, they're super nice. They're so welcoming. I mean, it seems like they're within their first two seasons. I mean, they're just so fresh and so lively and just into it. And it's so amazing to see because a lot of times, you know, shows that run for a long time, you you can feel the stale air. You know, uh-huh. you can feel how they're just kind of dialing it in. And that's not the case. I mean, Shinola was so sweet. I think we talked for like an hour. Um, Steve Howie, I've always been had kind of like a man crush on because that guy is just an amazing actor and he's a tall, big guy like I am. And so I've always appreciated him all the way back to Reba. And so those guys, you know, getting to hang with them, do scenes with them was really, really fun. And I, and I had such a great time doing it and they made me laugh and they let me play and improv. And so uh, all the time that we spent, you know, filming it here in LA and then going, going up to uh, Chicago and filming there, it was just, it was a blast. And they treated me with nothing but the utmost respect. And I mean, I was, I was very much babied and pampered when uh, I was on Shameless. So it was very easy to work there. 
yeah, great show. And of course, that iconic <clears throat> scene as your character exits, you're having yeah. that scene, and he, I can't remember his name, the young actor that plays the uh, Christian. Yeah. Christian, he goes, There it is. There's the south side that I've been looking for. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, Are you happy? Are you happy? And it was just a very like chilling moment, you know, mm -hmm. seeing the fact that this dynamic relationship that you had built over the arc of the season. But everything you've done is great. This fantastic show, Family Reunion, it airs today, part mm. three slash season two. And uh, be sure to check it out on Netflix. Get a oh, yeah. free trial or whatever. Just watch the show or subscribe. <laughs> Don't get a free subscribe. trial. Yeah. Subscribe. And uh, I'm excited to see you've just done so many other things. Blackish Modern Family, The Mick, which was a fun show. Bosch. Oh, that was a great Insecure, one. Just a iconic list. Anthony, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Hope to see you soon. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.